Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, welcome back. Bob here, episode 116. Today, we're going to be talking about strategies for closing your month out strong so you can crush your goals. I felt like I really needed to emphasize crushing your goals because that truly is what this training today is going to help you to do. So it's going to be a really good one, I promise. But before I get into that, I've got one update and a second very exciting announcement. By the way, I hope you all are having an incredible week. The update is on Grayson's soccer. Yes, if you missed the last episode, I told you we had Grayson's first ever soccer practice this week. And uh, Grayson is going to be actually turning two years old next week, which is insane. Talk about time going by fast. But he's uh, not even two, and we kind of had to fib a little bit about his date of birth. He just missed the cutoff, so he was a little young. But we got him in there anyway. And what I didn't realize, what I guess Daddy didn't realize, is that he would be doing as much running as he did. It was really funny. We had a great time. But to describe it to you, this is basically how it went down. There was about 10 kids all around his age. And they had some cones set up on one side and a couple of soccer goals, little mini soccer goals set up about probably about 50 yards away down the field with some soccer balls in there. And we spent about the first 10 minutes, they were trying to teach them just like drills and stuff like, you know, just mobility and all Grayson wanted to do because he just fixated on soccer balls. And for about 15 minutes, he would sprint down the field. I would run after him, chase him, <laughs> grab him, screaming and kicking, bring him back to the line to then just have him run right towards the soccer balls again. So I got a great workout and we really, we've mastered the running component of the game, but we're still working on kicking the soccer ball. So that was fun, but crazy, you know, to see my little boy doing sports and stuff. I mean, it's like, I feel like just yesterday I was holding him in my arms when he was first born. And I know any of you parents can relate. So that's my update. I know you were anxiously waiting for that, but I do have an exciting announcement. It's a personal thing, but I want to share it with all of you because you all are my family. My wife, Shannon, is pregnant. We are going to have another little boy. She is due in February. So we could not be more excited about that. God is blessing us again, and Grayson is going to have a little wrestling partner, a little buddy to play with. So we're really excited about that, and we've just kind of recently started telling people. So I said, hey, why don't I tell you? So that's my announcement. Those are my announcements. But let's go ahead and get into the episode today, because I really do have a great one planned for you. Today, we're going to get more into the kind of actionable leadership strategies. And I want to share with you some leadership and team building strategies to help you close out your month strong with momentum and excitement so that you can crush your goals. You know, the time that this episode is being published, it's right around the midway point of the month. And this is usually the time as leaders, we start to really assess our progress towards our goals. And usually that is like panic setting in that we're nowhere near our goals. But we start wondering like, what can we do to accelerate this process? Well, this training today, I'm going to give you a framework 
that you're going to be able to apply each and every month to goal setting and goal achievement, not only for yourself, but for the people that are on your team. Think of it like this. It's going to kind of serve as like a business plan that you can work from each and every month. And I will tell you, it's a very different way to approach the topic of goal setting. And what some of you are going to realize today, and it's okay, is you've been approaching this area of your business totally wrong. So in saying that, here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you can have a pen and paper ready, or if you just have your iPhone like I usually do, open up a fresh note so that you can start jotting down the notes because this episode is going to be full of actionable strategies that you can start implementing right away. But let me share my story when it comes to this particular topic in my journey, in my business. I can remember in the early days when I finally broke through and I had a team and I was leading people, I used to get so frustrated every single month with the people on my team because no matter what I did or no matter what I said, they never seemed to push hard enough to hit their goals each month. And that was if they even bothered setting goals, right? And what would happen was we would reach about this time of the month, midway point, and they would start looking at how far they had to go or they weren't on pace and they would start getting discouraged and quit and they would take their foot off the gas. And I can't tell you how many times, literally, I'm not proud of this, but I feel like I wanted to wring someone's neck because I would be like, hey, what's going on? And I would basically get from that that they just stop pushing because they're like, yeah, what's not going to make a difference? I'm not going to do it this month. I'm just, you know, saving up. Like that used to drive me crazy when people used to tell me, you know, I have this person that wants to sign up, but I'm going to just save them for next month so I can get off to a good start next month. And I would just look at them like, dude, what are you talking about? Do you even understand the way that this thing works? But what it used to do, it used to make me question myself as a leader because I was unable to help them create results. And I was attaching my worthiness as a leader to that. And you all know the danger of that. We've been talking a lot about that in the last couple of episodes. But the bottom line was this. This had a very negative impact on my growth of my business and my goals because I was depending on them to get out there and do the work. And where I found myself was stuck. And I know that a lot of you can relate to this. I found myself stuck at a particular rank for so long in my business. And it was because I was unable to really motivate others, help them have success. This was a big learning curve for me. So what I'm going to be sharing with you today are some of the biggest lessons that I learned in this area that helped me break through to be able to advance my own business, but also help other people succeed. And here's what I want to share with you starting out. Effective goal setting and goal achievement, because that's the more important part, right? Just setting a goal is one thing, but helping people achieve those goals, that's where we really want to focus in this training. What it's really about is it's about learning how to drive production by motivating your team to take action. And what that comes down to is influence. As a leader, you hear this word influence used a lot. But I will tell you that influence is something that any one of you can develop, and it is a necessary skill as a leader in this business in particular. Now, your ability to influence and motivate the people on your team to take massive action towards their goals is the key ingredient that you're going to need to make this work. But what is influence? Look, at its simplest form, here's what influence is. It's you getting people to do things that they normally wouldn't have done unless you were there and get them to believe things that are possible for themselves 
that they normally would not have believed possible if it wasn't for you. See, that second part is important, belief. That's a key role of you as a leader is helping people build belief. But when we talk about goal achievement, what it really boils down to is you need to have a clear plan of action that people can execute. And you have to be along the way as they take action towards that plan. You've got to be helping them build that belief every step of the way. Like I said, this is where one of your most important jobs as a leader comes in. Because if you leave most people to their own, if you're not intentionally working with people in this area, here's what's going to happen. They're either going to not set goals at all, or if they do, they're going to drastically underestimate what's possible for themselves. So they set these meager goals that are just incrementally better than what they have. And then the slightest hint that things are not going the way that they want, they get discouraged and they give up. So as a leader, here's what you have to do. You've got to be able to take the hope that they have, that they can make this work. You know, I hope I can do this, right? Hope is a great starting point, but hope alone is not a very good business plan. Your job as a leader is to take that hope that they have that maybe this thing can happen and to transfer that into the solid foundation of belief. See, you want to get your people to think that not only is this better future that they have in mind for themselves, not only is it possible, but it is inevitable for them if they just follow and execute the plan. And the way that you do this is you've got to work really closely with them side by side every month. This is where the rubber hits the road, the hard work of leadership, of rolling up your sleeves and being there for them through the ups and the downs and the good days and the bad days. You got to be there. You got to help them identify what's that next incremental goal? What's that small step moving forward that's going to take them in the direction of their big dreams, right? And that's what we covered last episode. You know, I talked to you about the power of thinking big and creating a vision, a compelling vision for your life. But then once you've got this clear picture in your mind of how you want your life to be, it's then looking, what's that next step? And this is where this episode fits perfectly with the last one. But it comes down to this. When we talk about what's that next step, goal setting and goal achievement is all about clarity. Unless you know exactly what you need to do, Right. And unless you know exactly where you are in relation to that goal, the chances of you achieving it are going to be drastically reduced. Right. So you give them the clarity on, hey, here's what we need to do. And then you hold them accountable for some mutually agreed upon activity that they can commit to every single day, advancing themselves to that goal. Every single step of the way, I'm going to remind you because this is such an important part. As they're out there taking action, failing, succeeding, whatever that might be, the emotional roller coaster of building a business in this profession, you've got to be constantly speaking that belief into them, reminding them that the dreams that they have, the things they told you that they want, they matter. And that the challenges and that the obstacles that they're facing every day are a normal part of the process on their journey for success. And the critical component to make this work, right, in order for you to really show up for people the way that you need to, if you want to be that cheerleader for them and really take a stand for them the way that they need, here's where you need to start. This, quite frankly, is probably the missing piece for a lot of you without you even realizing it. 
or understanding the implications this has on your own leadership. You have to become your own biggest cheerleader. How you feel about yourself will have the biggest impact on the way that you show up for other people. If you don't believe in yourself, you'll never be the leader you need to be for your team. It took me so long to realize this myself. You've heard my story. I struggled for years believing in myself when it came to leadership. And what I didn't realize was that this lack of belief in myself as a leader was influencing the way that I led and my, worked with my team. I was willing far too easily and far too often to let myself off the hook when I didn't follow through with my own commitments in my business. I'd say, I'm going to do this, and I would fail on that commitment over and over. And I would always let myself off the hook. And here's what it came down to. It came down to, well, I had the right intentions. This failing of myself, of saying one thing but doing something different, became an acceptable way of being. Now, it's interesting. We do this every day in our own business to ourselves, but we would never accept that with someone else. If you were in a relationship with someone that kept telling you one thing but doing something different, that would not be an acceptable way of being. It might be for a little bit, but eventually that wouldn't be good enough. But we allow ourselves to do it. And this is what I did with myself for so long is, in my mind, as long as I had the right intentions and I knew I meant to do it, it was okay. Every, but it was always something that would get in the way. It was life. It was time. It was the job. It was just one obstacle or excuse after another. And I would always rationalize why I couldn't show up or why things weren't going the way that I wanted them to. And here's what I never realized I was doing. I never realized that what I was doing was killing my own integrity with myself which in turn was destroying my belief in myself. And the way that that translated is this. It translated in me not being willing to show up for others the way that they needed me to, right? I wouldn't push people. I wouldn't hold them accountable for not doing the things that they said because I wasn't even doing the things that I said. I wouldn't push them to set bigger goals because I didn't believe I was able to achieve big goals. So how could I believe Someone else was going to do that. And the thing is, is all of this stuff was completely unconscious. I had no idea that I was doing this. And what I'm trying to get you to realize is this. I want you to understand that you breaking your own word and your own integrity with yourself is really hurting you and your ability to lead other people. If we accept our own lame excuses then we're going to accept other people's lame excuses for why they didn't do something. Even though that person on your team tells you how much they need and want to change their life, but they keep doing something different and you keep accepting it because that's the same standard that you hold yourself to. You know, this is the place we're in when we're starting from this is our foundation. We fear calling people out and really taking a stand for them because we have this fear that we think it's going to push them away from us, or that it's going to make us look bad in their eyes. And I'm just telling you that until you're willing to do these things for people, you are what John Maxwell calls the leadership lid on your team. See, you are going to limit people's ability to grow and advance and reach their full potential because you yourself are not getting yourself right in this area. 
And then eventually, here's what we realize. When we start doing these things, when we start from a place of believing in ourselves and holding ourselves to higher standards, which then in turn makes us hold other people to higher standards, here's what we realize. This fear that we have that we're going to push them away, it's actually the exact opposite. See, your best people, they need this from you. They are craving this from you right now. And that means that you have to learn how to step up into this part of leadership and you got to make a change. And it starts with you. So the other thing that I really want to share with you is this. I want you to understand when we talk about intentions. I believe that greatness is not achieved by the sum of your intentions. It's achieved by the sum of your actions. See, leadership is what are you doing? You know, when we talk about, I talk about this idea of leading with love. And that's what this thing that I created called legacy leadership is all about. Love is not how you feel towards people. Love is the way you act towards them. You demonstrate love. Lead is a verb. You lead through action. So we have to constantly not only be holding ourselves accountable in this area, but we have to be willing to then in turn do the same for others. So that just means, look, you do what you say you're going to do. Don't let yourself off the hook. When the distractions of life come your way, make your own success a priority. And when you do this, here's what's going to happen. You will notice that your belief in yourself grows exponentially because when you start practicing personal integrity and doing what you say you're going to do, even when it's difficult, you will see that your belief will grow exponentially. And what then will happen in turn is when you start from that foundation, that's when you change the way that you work with other people. So let's go ahead and get into the process. I feel like I needed to start with that because I really think this is an area of your leadership that a lot of you are blind to, how the lack of work that you've been doing on yourself, and you know, we've been spending a lot of time in the last couple of episodes on this idea of changing the way you think in your business and your beliefs and starting from a place of understanding that you are enough and you are worthy of success and that the circumstances in your life do not dictate your value, that it's something more important. So before I got into the process, I really wanted to just kind of hit home on that point. But let's get into the way that this works. And I just want to give you a disclaimer here, okay? Because I don't want some of you getting mad at me because I'm going to just tell you, I may step on some of your toes here as I get into this, right? Because it's a very different way of approaching goal setting. And I'm going to talk about some very common mistakes that I see people making. And I just want to say, because you know, I love each and every one of you. If I call you out a little bit, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you have good intentions. It just means that before this point, you just didn't know any better. So I'm going to let all of you off the hook. But from now on, now you know you can't be making these mistakes again. My goal is to make you a better leader in your business so that you can create better results for yourself and that you can go out and impact the lives of other people at a much higher level. Let me start off by talking about the mistake that I see a lot of people making is this. I teach this idea of legacy leadership, which you know, and it's based on this idea of servant leadership. And I believe that servant leadership is the best and the most purest form of leadership inside of this profession. I think when I look at like the most extraordinary leaders that I know, the people that I admire the most, that have not only achieved the top levels of success, because when I think of an extraordinary leader in this profession, an example of what I would want to aspire to, it's not just financial success, it's the person that they are. It's the amount of people that they've helped along the way. 
I see this idea of servant leadership common in almost every single one of them. And what servant leadership means is this, is that you put other people's needs before your own, right? It's based on the old adage that if you can just help enough other people achieve their goals and dreams that you'll never have to worry about your own. And I can tell you there's never been a truer statement when it comes to this profession. This is the essence of servant leadership. It's the essence of legacy leadership. And it's what makes people truly great. The thing is this, the trap that I see most people falling into, and a lot of times it's unknowingly, and a lot of times these are well-intentioned people. They are not servant leaders, they are self-serving leaders. And look, we've all come across at least one of these people in our career. Some of you have them as your upline right now. We're not calling any names out, okay? And unfortunately, a lot of us have actually been this person. I know I've been this person before when I didn't know any better. And here's the example of what I'm talking about. I'm gonna paint the picture here. It's the last week or the last few days of the month. And you haven't really heard from this leader once the entire month, other than maybe in the Facebook group or some team calls, but they certainly haven't shown the initiative to reach out to you directly to see what your goals are and how they can help you to reach them. But then, like clockwork, there they are, last couple of days of the month, last week of the month, reaching out to you because, and I'm going to use my air quotations right now, the team is really close to hitting some big goal and they need your help. The team, right? Here's the one that cracks me up the most. When there's like some big bonus or prize at stake, a lot of companies have like a big car bonus, right? I can't tell you how many times I've heard this one. I've seen it in my own life and I hear my clients talk about this all the time. The big car bonus that that comes with the big rank advancement. A lot of you have that in your company's compensation plan, right? Personal goal, got to get the car, right? And the team is going to get the car. And this happened to me and I'll, I'll never forget it. First time this ever happened to me, I was not in the business very long. One of my upline leaders was about to hit the big rank that was going to get the car from the company. This was a big, big, big deal, like very, very high profile promotion. Called me up two days before the end of the month, right? It's the first time I heard from him all month. And he asked me, hey, are there any customers that you can get? Is there anyone that you can sign up? What can you do to help the team hit the goal? The team is close to getting the car. And I remember getting so excited and thinking, wow, the team gets a car? That's awesome. I can use a new car. Did you see what I'm driving around in? I can't wait. Can I take it to meetings? And he, oh, no, that's not how it works. It's the team's goal, but I mean, it's my car though. And I was like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. Wait, why would I go out of my way for you just so that you can get a new car to drive around in? And his response was so golden to me. He said, well, you know, it's a great accomplishment for the team. It's really going to put us on the map with the rest of the company. And I said to him, well, don't you mean it's going to put you on the map? Because you get in the car, nobody's going to know who I am, right? I bet you some of you right now are kind of like shaking your head and laughing because you've either done it or you certainly got that same call from someone in your upline. But I'm telling you, and I'm kind of poking fun here, but I'm doing it in a way where it's like, look, the truth hurts. This is what happens when leaders put their needs in front of others. 
this very self-serving nature. And once again, it doesn't make them bad people because a lot of times we just don't know any better. This is what was modeled to us by our mentors. And, you know, we live in a society today that is an ego-driven, scarcity-minded society of just what can we get? The achievement trap. Thinking that if we just achieve enough, that will be good enough. And this is what it causes us to do. But this is also what destroys your credibility with the people on your team. And here's my advice. You can take it if you want. If you haven't reached out to someone that you consider a good quality person or a leader on your team one time the entire month to find out what their goals are and what you can do to help them get there, don't even bother calling them the last couple of days of the month to have them help you hit your goal. This is where legacy leaders are different. This is where you are different. I'm going to just take a wild guess that many of you are like, Bob, amen, preach, brother, because this is the way that we run our business, right? We're not self-serving leaders. You know, that's the tribe and that's the community that we are building here. But the thing is this, your own personal goals are secondary. They come last. Does that mean that we don't want to achieve? Absolutely not. We want to achieve because the more we achieve, the bigger impact we can make. But we just understand that the way that we achieve, the fastest route to success is by helping others succeed. So the first thing that you need to do is this. You need to identify who are the key people on your team that you can focus on helping right now this month to identify that next goal for them and help them go out and hit it. And that your own personal goal will come as a result of helping these people hit their goals. See, you have to understand, a personal goal means nothing really, unless it's based on the solid foundation of helping other people succeed. I mean, are you in this just to make money? Or are you in this thing to build something sustainable long-term that can change you and your family's future for generations to come? Because I will tell you this, you can make a lot of money quick in this profession, but you ain't going to keep it very long unless you help other people succeed. And that's what this process is helping you do. And this is the first step. The first couple of days each month, I want you to ask yourself this question. Who are the key people on my team that I am going to be working with to help them achieve their goals? And I want you to understand, as a leader, your time is your most valuable commodity. You only have a certain amount of time to spend personally working with and pouring into people in an intentional way. So you must be very discerning about who gets that right. Because it is that. It's a gift that you give to them. People don't just deserve your time because they need it or want it. They deserve it because they show you through their actions and commitment. So if you shift your focus from yourself and you ask yourself that question and you identify a handful of people, this is a really big step to helping you start to be better in this area. See, most leaders make the mistake. They spread their focus and effort way too thin, right? They try to help anyone and everyone. And what winds up happening is we wind up spending the majority of our time working with the wrong people. And when I say wrong people, it doesn't make them bad people, but we wind up working with the people that need our time, the ones that are not truly committed, the unmotivated that we try to motivate, instead of working with the ones that deserve our time. And here's the problem. The ones that deserve your time are probably not going to ask for it because they're your best people, right? They don't need their hands held. But I promise you this, without you 
working more closely with them, pushing them, holding them accountable, they're never going to reach their full potential on their own. And you want to know why I know that? Because I won't and you won't either. And you know that. So why would it be any different for them? Now, you can be strategic here. Look, if you know that there's a big goal and a big rank that you need to hit, and there are specific areas of your business that need to grow and develop, focus there. It's okay to be a little self-serving because you want to know what? Even though we talk about servant leadership and focusing on other needs, sometimes the best thing that we can do for our team is to show them that we're continuing to expand and grow and achieve that next level. So find your leaders in your business that fit this criteria. Maybe they're existing leaders. Maybe they're new, up-and-coming, excited people. And it might change month to month depending on your goals and what's happening. But I would say it's probably not going to be more than five to six people. You're not going to have the ability to do this with more than a half dozen people. Maybe a couple of more, knowing that probably half of them are going to kind of fall off, right? So maybe even go up to 10, knowing that five of them are going to even take action because that's just the way that it works. But you're probably not actually going to be working with more than five to six people per month. And what I would do is this. I would reach out to them and set up a time to talk to them, talk to them, not text them, not Facebook message them. Talk to them on the phone or get on Zoom. It has to be a personal connection. This has to be a big deal. It can't passively happen. And I want you to tell them that you want to focus on helping them hit their goal for this month and help them figure out what this is. See, this should be a form of recognition. It should make them feel important. Like make this a big deal. Help them identify what is that next rank for you? What is that next goal? Get crystal clear with them, right? They need to know at all points in time, point A to point B. Here's where I am, right? I call that get rooted in the reality of where you are, good or bad, right? If you don't like it, that's okay. Sooner you realize you don't like it, the quicker you'll actually change for the better. But they need to know how far do you have to go? What exactly do you need to do? Draw up a plan of action to help them close that gap and then hold them accountable every week for taking action. Right. And that's the key is that accountability should come in the form of activity, because at the end of the day, that's the only thing they can control. We can influence the results, but we don't have direct control over whether somebody says yes or no. But what we can control is how we show up in the work that we do every day. Now, part of this is you got to push them a little bit, right? Push them to set bigger goals. Help them to start the process of believing that more is possible for themselves, right? Because a lot of people are going to sell themselves short in this area. They're going to set goals based off of their past and their current circumstances. And we talked about that last week. People are going to think, well, I've never done anything like that before. Well, that doesn't mean you can't do it, right? This is where your influence as a leader comes in to push them to think bigger for themselves. And then once you've gone through this process with one, two, three, four, five, six, however many people you're doing it with, Now you set your personal goal. And here's the thing. When you do goal setting this way, this will become so much more motivating to you because what you will realize is that your goal is a real number grounded in the solid foundation of knowing this. If I can just help these people hit their goals, my goal will happen automatically. See, that's the trick here is your goal should be a natural result of just helping other people. You're not just grabbing a rank or a number out of thin air saying, I want to hit that. 
See, there's no real plan or reality or clarity of how you make that happen. When you do things this way, now it does require you to slow down a little bit and take some additional steps, which means you have to work harder. But I promise you, there are very few things you'll do that will have a bigger impact on your results than this. And then your sole focus outside of helping those people, obsessing over helping them hit their goals, is you got to go out and you got to do something yourself, right? We're not completely relying on those people. We always want to lead by example, right? You're always prospecting and personally recruiting and showing them you know, what they should be doing. But your focus outside of that when it comes to your team is you're zeroed in on helping these people. And that's what we eventually realized. Anybody that's ever reached extraordinary levels in this type of a business will tell you, They didn't get there by trying to be everything to everyone. They got there by being something significant to a few people. They got real clear on who they should be working with every month, and they poured into those people, and they helped people that were good become great. They helped people that were great become extraordinary, and that's the way that you build a dynasty in a business like this. So let's talk about what this would actually look like, okay, over the course of a month. You come together and you come up with some kind of agreed upon activity, right? They set their goals and then you figure out, hey, you know, you should be talking to this many people per day. And look, I'll tell you this, the number is not so important as the fact that they just give you something that they're going to commit to that shows that they're willing to show up every day and consistently take action. Because that ultimately will be the thing that influences the results. And then each week, and this is important, You've got to have a regularly, whether it's scheduled or if you're both flexible and you just want to, you know, hey, let's make it happen when it works for us. But every week there needs to be a check-in, right? Hopping on Zoom with them, I always like the best. And look, if you've got a group of people that you're doing this with together, you can get them all together on a Zoom at the same time and do this if this works for you. But if not, at least do it with them individually. And here's what you want to do. The check-in each week is to find out, hey, what'd you do? So report your activity. And then look at their results. Here's another area where people really fail when it comes to goal achievement. Because they lack total clarity at all times of where their results are in relation to where they want to go, their goal, their chances of hitting the goal go down dramatically. See, you have to at all times. You got to know where you are. Even if you don't like the answer, it's okay. Stay rooted in the reality of where you are so that if necessary, you can adjust your activity level. If you're falling behind in your goal, then that means you got to do more, right? It's being proactive instead of reactive when it comes to achieving your goals. And the key is this. Look, at the end of week one, you know, you say, hey, we should be this far along to hit that goal that you said. We're only here. But that's okay. Don't attach yourself to the results. It doesn't mean you're less than. But here's what I do want you to do. I want you to focus on the activity. And if they hit those activity numbers, I want you to go out of your way to make them feel good, celebrate them, recognize them, encourage them, because that's the thing that's going to create the results. And every week you do that check-in each week. Now, right now, we're at about the midway point of the month, right? So let's talk about today, like what's happening in your business right now. Here's a couple questions I want you to think about, okay? Because maybe you're trying to gauge like, how's my team in this area? I want you to think about how many of the leaders on your team or the people that you consider to be committed, like your most solid people, and you may even want to go ask them this, and I think you'll be pretty shocked at the answers. How many of those people do you think could tell you right now today where their current monthly volume is right now in relation to where it should be based on their goal, right? Because if you have a goal, you could prorate volume every day, you know, at the halfway point, well, I should be here. 
Do you think they know exactly where they are in relation to that? Do you think they know where they are today in relation to where they were last month? How many of them do you think even have a goal clearly stated where they know a plan of action? Look, you go ask this question to some of your leaders, they will look at you like you have three heads. They will be like, huh? Because they don't think this way, right? You have to realize this is a problem. Now, here's where I'm going to be the bearer of bad news. It's probably not their fault. This is your job as a leader to teach them how to think like a business owner, to help them through this process. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. You're probably like, Bob, but wait, don't put it on me, man. I didn't need someone to do this for me, right? I just figured this out. I just did this naturally. And I get it. But guess what? You're a unicorn. And most people are not unicorns. Most people are not you. And guess what? They will never be you. Most people need very clear direction and support It doesn't mean they can't get there. It just means they have to be taught the path. And this is where your job comes in as a leader. So each week, you encourage them, you push them, you keep them on track to hit those activity numbers, knowing that at the end of the day, wherever they end up, as long as they put in 100% effort, that is enough. And that, my friends, is another very important and critical insight when it comes to goal setting. See, I want to give you a huge mind shift for many of you when it comes to goal setting. And I would love for you to truly adopt this as your belief and your thinking when it comes to goals, because this will serve you very well in your life. Here's what it is. The purpose of setting big goals is not hitting the goal. Now, I'm going to say that again. The purpose of setting big goals is not so you hit The goal, huh? I know some of you are thinking, I'm like, Bob, you're crazy. What are you talking about? The purpose of setting a goal is to not hit a goal? Just stick with me for a second here. This concept, if you get this, will change your life because it changed my life. The purpose of setting big goals is to help you become the type of person that can set and hit big goals. You see, the real purpose of goals is this, to help you stretch beyond what is normally comfortable for yourself so that you can grow into a better version of yourself. That insight, if you truly get that, will completely transform your life when it comes to this area of your business. See, here's another way to look at it. I can promise you this. I guarantee this to be the case. Over the course of your career, if you set big goals for yourself, you're going to fail in the achievement of those goals way more than you will hit the goal. You're going to miss more than you hit. So that begs the question, does that make you a failure? If you set a big goal and you work your you-know-what off all month, stretching and growing and giving it 100%, but you still fall short, does that make you a failure? See, I believe this, this is my belief, is greatness is not defined by achieving a goal. Greatness is defined and it is demonstrated in you showing up every day and giving your all. Achieving the goal is just the evidence of the greatness. The goal itself doesn't make you great. The person you become in the process of setting these big goals and pushing yourself to get them 
is by far the most important thing you're going to take away. And I really need all of you to internalize this truth. And not only do you need to understand that, but your team does as well, right? They need to know, look, let's give it our all. You can fail in accomplishing the goal, but you can never fail in taking the action. And the problem that most people have is this. We live in a world today where we define success or failure through achievement. It's either if you hit it, you're great. If you're not, you're not. This is the mindset that most people have. And then what that causes us to do is this, because we're not focused on the journey and the process, we're just focused on the end result. The second they feel that they're slipping behind and that their goal is becoming out of reach, it's easier for them to quit and take their foot off the gas than to face the pain of saying, I tried and gave it my best and my best wasn't good enough. And I'll tell you, if you think hitting the goal is the thing that will determine your worthiness, you will struggle giving it your all because if you don't hit the goal, that means that you weren't good enough. Guys, this is really, really important stuff. See, if you're rooted in the fact that you are worthy and deserving whether or not you hit the goal and that the process of reaching for the goals is really the gift that you're after, it will change the way that people show up. And this is the mentality that we have to help people adopt because when we get to this halfway point of the month, we have to understand this is the obstacle that we're going to face that whether they realize it or not, this is in their heads. This is causing resistance. This is why people take their foot off the gas. This is why they don't push. So when you're speaking with them, right, when you go talk to your team today, when you get off this podcast, I want you to review your goals with them. You know, what's your goal? Where's your progress? And when they start giving you all those lame excuses of why they're not or why they can't, here's what you say to them. I want you to remind them why that goal is important to them. Remember that thing that you told me you wanted when you first got into this deal, right? Knowing someone's personal why and what's driving them and what motivates them is so important as a leader because we use it as leverage. It's our way to remind them, this is not about me. This is about me pushing you and challenging you so that I can help you. Remember you told me you wanted to bring your hubby home from work? Remember you told me you want to stay home with your kids? Is that not important to you anymore? Do you not want that anymore? And I'm sorry if I'm being hard on you, but if I got to want this for you more than you want it for yourself, then I'm willing to take that stand for you. And these are the kinds of conversation that you need to have with your team. And guess what? If you love them, you're willing to have those tough conversations. That's what leading with love means. And I think that if we can show up for people this way, it really does make a big difference for the right people. Reminding them of the purpose of the goal, right, is for them to grow and become more. And then here's the other thing to keep in mind. Get them to understand that the results that come in, it doesn't happen in a linear fashion. If you're to draw out a growth chart of a business over a monthly basis or a yearly basis, it happens exponentially. And what I mean by that, and you've seen this in your own business, a lot of times you'll have more production come in in the last week than you did in the first three weeks. You'll have as much production come in in the last two days as you did in the first two weeks. And if you're pushing for that goal and you don't have that mindset, right? I call it the sprinter's mindset. See, world-class sprinters, here's what they're taught to do early in their careers. They're taught, you know, a 50-yard dash. You're sitting there, you're in the starting blocks and you got the finish line, the tape is across the track, 50 yards away. Sprinters are taught early on, you don't run to the tape. When you watch a world-class sprinter, what do they do? 
They hit that tape and they are still in full stride. And what they do is they are taught to run through the tape. They envision the finish line five yards ahead of the tape. Because if they're mentally running to the tape, if the finish line is the end, then they will unconsciously slow. And that's how they lose. So sprinters are taught to run through the tape. You have to teach your team the same thing, run through the tape. The last day of the month, you got to run through that. You can't take your foot off the gas. Because when you have this all-in mentality, 100% to the very end, keep your foot on the gas, this is when miracles occur. I believe that it's like God or the universe, whatever you want to say, he will reward your faith and commitment. You will have things coming from places that you never thought were going to happen. People calling you up that you didn't even know were still interested and say, I want to sign up. Look, this is the way it works. Your faith is rewarded over time. And this is what we got to do. We got to instill this mindset in our team. And I'm telling you, if you can make all these things a regular part of what you do every week, every month, goal achievement will become effortless for you, right? Hitting that rank or goal or maintaining it, which by the way, is probably a whole other episode, right? People that are constantly living in a state of anxiety and stress about not losing their rank and just treading water and maintaining it every month. Look, you shouldn't be scrambling around like a crazy person at the end of every single month running sales and promotions, practically giving your products away for free to manufacture volume to hit your rank and your goal. If you build a business on a solid foundation of doing what I'm teaching you here, you will not have to do those things any longer. You will hit your goals and you will help other people hit their goals. And you, if you miss a goal in a given month, it doesn't matter. Because if you're doing this, I promise you, it will only be a matter of time before you smash through that goal with ease and very little effort. And other people in your company are going to be looking at you like, what are you doing? Like you're walking on water, like you've got some kind of magic. But all you're really doing is you're building it in a different way with a more solid foundation. It's not magic. It's just hard work, effort, and intention. That's what I really want you to understand. At the end of the day, those are the things that make you a successful leader. So here's my advice to you right now, because a lot of you are probably beating yourself up like, oh, I haven't done this before. I'm not doing this now. Forget about that. It's in the past. The past is over. You can't change it. What you need to focus on is what can you do today to be better? So here's what I want you to do when this podcast is over. I want you to reach out to a couple of people on your team that you know want it. They're committed. They're out there doing the work. And I want you to find out, hey, what's your goal? It's a halfway point of the month. We got two weeks. What's a goal that we can have you shoot for? And what can I do starting today right now to help you get there? Focus on their goals, on their dreams, and understand that yours will happen as a result of that. So that is the episode today, everybody. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If so, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a message on Instagram. Tag me in a screenshot. Let me know you're there. Leave me a rating or review. I literally love reading each and every one. And if you've done it before, you know, I respond to every single one of you. So I love hearing from you. But as always, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for your time. And I will see you next week on the next episode.